Hello? Hey! Hey, what's up? Wanna go grab some food? It's two in the morning. And? Okay. One night food stand. Yes. I'm Giselle. I'm Taylor. And today we're bringing you something truly haunting. Yes, it's our Halloween special. Yay! Yes, we both love Halloween. It is the only good holiday, I think, in my opinion, personally. It's very great. All right. Well, don't <laughs> you don't have to agree with me on everything, I guess. But yeah. no, I agree. Oh, okay, <laughs> but. Uh, Let's start. Let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. Um, I think we have to give out a lot of trigger, trigger warnings, warnings, definitely. Yeah. So we both love true crime. Yes, extensively. And of course, for Halloween, who wants to talk about candy? We don't. Candy's gross. We don't want to talk about kids. Absolutely uh, fuck not. Fight them kids. Fight them kids. <laughs> so don't, instead, don't we're going to be talking about the forbidden food. Which is? Human flesh. Yes, it is. Today is a cannibalistic special. Yay! It's so, Halloween. if you guys have a very weak stomach, get really, what's the word? Queasy? Yeah, queasy. <laughs> queasy. Or, or yeah. just are not into this kind of stuff, then maybe we, this episode's yeah. not for you. And we get it. No hard feelings. Mm-hmm. There's only two listeners out there, so it's okay. <laughs> and one of them is you. And the other one's you, so. <laughs> I'm wrong. I do not listen to these. <laughs> so don't worry about it. You can just skip this episode. We'll have a new one up next Wednesday. Of course. But today, we are, we're so excited to record this one. Yes. Because true crime is just amazing. It really is. It's so intriguing to me. I will be driving or cleaning or something, and yeah. I'll always have some kind of podcast on. Um, do you have a favorite uh, true crime podcast? Uh, my favorite murder, for sure. That's a good one. I think Sword and Scale might be my favorite. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like, I don't really listen to much podcasts, just my favorite murder and a couple other ones. But when it comes to, like, I like watching it, especially, mm. like, documentaries and stuff. But there's this one YouTuber called Lazy Masquerade. I fucking love him. I'm yeah? obsessed with him. Notification bell on, as you guys <laughs> should have with us. <laughs> They don't. No, they don't. We I don't even either. have a YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Forgot about that. Yeah, he's amazing. So I'm so excited for this one. Lots of trigger warnings, you guys. We're going to be talking about, obviously, cannibals. Um, lots of murder. Rape. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things that you should be very, very aware of. Yeah. So if that any of that stuff upsets you to a point where you cannot listen to it, then now is your chance to uh, turn off this episode. Yeah, it gets really bad, you guys. So if this isn't for you, we get it. But if you're sticking around, hello. Yes. And then should we just get into it? I'm so pumped. Yeah. Uh, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? It does not matter to me. Did you want to go first? I'll go first. All right, cool. So this is kind of my favorite murder style, but obviously low budget. <laughs> And not as great as those girls. But you guys should definitely go support them. Yeah. They deserve everything and anything they have. It's a a fun and very informative podcast. 
Yes. And we hope we can do some sort of justice to it. Eh, we'll see. Probably not. not really. We don't really we don't have high hopes, but cuz this isn't our normal thing though. What is our normal thing? We don't have Honestly, anything. I don't know either. Okay, you know what? Let's get into it. All right. Okay, so um I am going to be talking about Fritz Harman, um a Ooh. German man. I actually don't know him. So, oh, well. I'm ready. All great. I can't wait to inform you on his life. Okay, so I'm going to start with a little bit of backstory before getting into his actual issues oh, yeah. or yeah. crimes. Okay, so Fritz Harman was born October 25th in 1879 in Hanover, Germany. Nice. Hanover German. plays a big part in this. Okay. Um, he was the youngest of six children, and he would usually play with dolls and wear dresses, and he was just kind of more um, effeminate. And uh, back then in Germany, that was not, you know, that did not fly. And what year was this? Uh, 1840, nope, 1879. Wow, yeah, I yeah. can see how that must have been tougher. <laughs> yeah, so they were not about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so in an attempt to kind of like make him a little bit more tough, his father uh, sent him to a military school in southern Germany. Um, within a few months of him being there, though, he found out that he had epilepsy, so he had to be sent home from the school. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So um, around a year after being sent home, he began um, sexually assaulting and molesting younger boys. Oh, the fucking worst. It's how it always starts. He is the fucking worst. <laughs> yes. And don't worry. He gets way, way worse than what he is now. And not just that. It's like just the parents thought of like. Wow, you're gay? Let me send you to the military. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was literally Ooh. the move back then, and it's crazy. Ooh. Okay, anyway. I know. Ugh, I gotta know. So um, so while he got sent home, he was working at his father's cigar shop. Um, and then, yeah, so cigars. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, and, like, during that time, he was molesting younger boys, and it was, like, this whole thing. So um, he eventually got caught and he served six months in a mental asylum before escaping and crossing the border into Switzerland. <laughs> he said, oh, bye. Yeah. yeah, he was not about it. He said, oh, mental asylum, never heard of her. What is mental health? <laughs> Don't know her. Um, okay, so in the year 1900, he returned to Germany to complete his military service um, but he was hospitalized for four months in 1901 because of his epilepsy and probable um, mental illnesses. Probable. Quote, quote, probable. Uh, um, all right. And then in 1902, he ended up getting uh, discharged from the military because of his health issues. Um, so between 1904 and 1913, um, Harmon committed petty crimes, burglaries, and other kinds of like fraud and cons and just was kind of just overall a piece of shit. Um, so... Eventually, he went to jail for five years. In 1913, he finally got caught and was sent to jail for five years. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's it. For committing burglary on one place. Not, not escaping a mental world. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I they know. Just forgot. They, they just forgot. forgot. <laughs> they really just forgot about that. Um, so he was then paroled in 1918 and from there became a police informant because that is what one does. That's the move. I know. <laughs> Okay, so that was uh, his earlier life. So let's start jumping into the crazy shit, shall we? That wasn't crazy enough, right? No. <laughs> oh, my no. God. So in September of um, 1918, a 17-year-old boy um, named Friedel Rowe ran away 
um, and he ended up just roaming the streets of Hanover, Germany. Um, so eventually the kid's father went out to go find him and found out that he had been befriended by none other than our man, Fritz Harmon. Yes. Um, so the dad went to the police and was like, hey, help, like my son is missing. This is the guy that he's with. But because he was a police informant, the police didn't want to get involved. Uh, Oddly familiar. <laughs> so. Times <laughs> haven't changed. I did not. And this is in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> and this is even here. So, um, yeah. So he eventually kept pressuring them or whatever. So after, like, just weeks of him asking, they were like, all right, fine. So they go to Fritz's apartment. And they didn't find the 17-year-old boy there, but they found him in bed with a 13-year-old boy. Oh, my God. Yes. But uh, because they didn't technically find the 17-year-old, they only charged him with, like, indecency with a minor. Oh. Yeah. Indecency. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, the cops were wrong, and that kid was there, but he was already dead. And um, That poor dad. Dude, I, I know. I think about like parents and stuff, and it's like it's awful. He knew. He like he really down. knew, and like the cops were like, "Who?" Yeah, yeah. Um, and Harmon even admitted after he was like caught for his crimes later on in the future that um, if the cops had been there for a few more minutes, they would have found the kid's head tucked behind his stove. <gasps> yeah, just oh yeah, just the head. I always hate that. Like when police are there. Yes. And they're literally right there. The victims are right And they're there. just like, like never oh, heard of her. Nope. <laughs> yeah, like they just knock oh, and they're like, oh, no, okay, bye. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Um, okay, so that happened in uh, 1918. Um, so by 1919, Harmon had become very well known for selling cheap black market meat. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't because it's not good. Um, so he didn't technically own a butcher shop, but... He sold just cuts of pork and beef. Quote, he quote, be known pork as and beef. Anything else but a leader. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you would think. Yeah, yeah, you would think. And um, during that time, because the German economy was so bad, um, he was extremely popular and had a very high amount of customers. Oh, no. Yeah, the amount is like unknown, but it was a lot of people that bought from him. Yeah. Um, so. During the early 1920s, a lot of teenage boys would run away from home um, searching for more financial opportunities because families were just so poor and they just wanted to escape. Um, So, unfortunately, that was an easy hunting ground for Harmon to pick out his victims. Um, He would often hang around, like, train stations and tell these teenagers, like, oh, come home with me and I'll feed you and I'll give you shelter. How do you look like? Uh, um, not great. I probably like a pedophile. I guess I don't know how to describe him. Like, imagine just a guy like coming at you in like a train station, you know? Yeah. And like, I mean, he, he must have looked all decent for the he kids looked, to be like, oh yeah, sure. I think he looked how you would expect him to look in the 1920s. Like he was just a dude with like a mustache, just yeah. a dude, a white guy probably. Was this pre Nazi? This was in 1920. So I don't know. (laughs) So I also don't know history at all. Um, But you know what? Yeah. So. We'll just say. Yeah. yeah, Well, I mean, the pictures of him, he's just a Caucasian man with a mustache. Mm. 
Like literally just another dude in the fucking crowd. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's so sad. I know. So, um, if the poor young men decided to trust this man and go home with him, um, he would take them home, feed them, and then kill them um, by doing something called a love bite. Yes. It sounds as bad as it is. What the fuck is a love bite? <laughs> Let me tell you. A love bite is when um, he would bite their throat through their windpipe (laughs) with his whole ass human teeth like he would just uh, chomp just chomp into them oh my fucking god and he would rip through their windpipe and then they would either suffocate to death or bleed out Uh, a nightmare i (laughs) yeah so um once they died after who knows how long it took um he would then sexually assault their dead bodies People are sick. I know. Um, and then he would dismember them and either grind up the flesh and put it in like sausage casings. Oh, no. Yes. Or he would just cut chunks, like little cutlets. Oh. And then he would sell them to families and people, poor people, um, and say that they were beef or pork, depending on the cut. Um, and then the rest of the remains would just be thrown in the river, just like boop, toss. Yeah, I not a single that. fuck was I given. I know. Um, so it's believed, unproven, but believed that Harmon murdered and sold the flesh of over sixty boys within a six-year span. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Um, He's so. Too much. He was doing the most. What the fuck? Yeah. Where is this energy? Like, you put that energy into something good. Yeah. Don't be a murderer. What happened to his job as a police informant? He's still doing it. So during this six-year span, um, he is still... He's got two jobs. (laughs) But he's two full-time jobs. He's a black market butcher and murderer, and he's also a police informant. I'm not saying cinematic parallels, but I'm saying cinematic (laughs) parallels. (laughs) So, Did you say some? <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, we're getting a little light at the end of the tunnel here. So, um, in May of 1924, um, the bodies of like two young men um, had started had floated up to the top of the river. Yes. Um, so, after searching the river and draining it and going through it, they found um, around 22 bodies. Between 22, oh yeah, between 22 and 24. He would dump them in the same river? He didn't give a single fuck. Oh, well, yeah. I'll he was that. really just doing the most, like, cutting them up, selling them, but he couldn't dispose of them well, I mean, a better way? He got away with so much, so. He was a police informant, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, um, Harmon was quickly suspected because of his reputation for bringing young men back to his apartment, which at the time... They were being, a little sus. Yeah, literally. But <laughs> also, at the time, uh, being gay was illegal. Oh, okay. So, people, like, when he brought someone, a man, home, he was noticed. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're, like, that suspicious, I feel like murder is not your thing. Like, I like I feel like you could do better things with your time. Anyways, so, um, yeah, so he eventually, he, like, was a pretty quick suspect. Um, but because he was an informant, 
the Hanover police decided not to investigate. Um, they decided that they were um, probably not, uh, they were deemed unfit, basically. So two detectives from Berlin, Germany. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yes, yeah. here we go. Um, they came in uh, and were like, we're going to take over. You guys Beautiful. fuck off. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so they did. And so they went looking for him, and they found him at a train station attacking a young boy. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. Attacking as in, like, come here. I'm going to get you. Like, they were, he was like, I'm going to kill you. I'm terrified. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So he couldn't even wait till he got home for this one. He was just like, <laughs> come here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they found him attacking this young boy. So they were like, oh, arrest. And they took him into custody and while he was in custody they searched his apartment um so the apartment was described as a nightmarish scene with bloodstains covering the walls and floors oh my god imagine how fucking smelly it was it was probably disgusting it was the 1920s though so everything probably smelled that's probably true um um while in custody uh, shit Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so they searched his apartment, and while in custody, um, Harmon was asked how many boys he killed. And he calmly responded, 30 or 40, I don't know. Oh, yeah. he's the worst. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. And then um, he later claimed to have killed between 50 and 60 boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Because only 27 victims were identified, he was only charged with 27 murders. Oh, goddamn. Yeah. Um, and That's still a fucking lot. It like is. They found 27 victims. Like, I positively identified them. And, like, that's not even all of the ones he claimed to have killed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they charged him with murder, um, but they did not charge him for dismembering and selling the flesh of these people to other people. It's like black market legal? <laughs> I Apparently. Uh, so he was only charged for the murders and he was found guilty of 24 of the 27. Why? I don't know. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, why? <laughs> like, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, but, you know. So, um, he was found guilty. If only I could run a country. <laughs> I would never even want to try. Oh, it would be a disaster, I think. Those Berlin police, fucking, they, oh my God. Yeah, they didn't even care. Um, but don't worry. On April 15th, 1925, Harmon was decapitated by guillotine. Whoa! Yes. Um, like, he was sentenced to death and then immediately killed. Whoa. Yeah. Like, he was sentenced on the They're 15th. They're like, chop, chop. Yeah, <laughs> literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but his head is, was preserved in formaldehyde and was given to a German medical school and is still there to this day. It's at a German medical school. I don't think we'd get in. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the remains of his victims were all buried in a mass grave. And so none of them were reunited with their families. Whoa. Yeah. So, so they, all... they literally got just like buried in one giant hole. Dude, the disrespect. I know, and that like sucks. it's horrible, but yeah. It's like their only purpose was to catch the killer. Yeah, I think it was at the time, and like so many boys had gone missing during that time because they were all just running away. So I think they were kind of like, we're not even gonna bother. <sighs> that sucks. 
I know. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is the Vampire of Hanover. Thank you. I loved it. Yes, it's awful. Yeah. (laughs) He ain't shit, but, you know. Yeah. Wow. All right. Ready? Yep. I'm not. This is nerve-wracking. But you're gonna do great. Thank you. You did so well. Like I don't. I'm not gonna follow up. Which is crazy because I read off of like a script I wrote down, and I'm illiterate, so I'm amazed. <laughs> okay, so this is about a Japanese cannibal. He goes by many other names, but because I don't want to spoil anything, mm. I'm just gonna call him the Japanese cannibal. Great. His name is Isai Sagawa. So, basically, I learned about him through Lazy Masquerade, and I actually wrote down the episode name, so if you guys want to go check it out, it's called 10 More Photos with Creepy Backstories, and it was posted June 5th, 2020. <laughs> I, I forgot to cite my source. Dude, who cares? My, my, my cited source is um, allthatsinteresting.com. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mine is also my favorite murder, episode 116, called Robot Grandma. And then also Wikipedia, because I'm not in school anymore. They can't tell me what to do. So, <laughs> so I can look up whatever I want. Is this an MLA format? Um, no, it's on. It's in bullet points. <laughs> no, it's on. I wrote it on my work computer and sent it to me via Gmail format. <laughs> oh my god, wonderful! All right, so let's start talking about him. His name is Isai Sagawa. He was born in Kobe, Japan, in 1949. He was supposed to be so premature that supposedly he fit in the palm of his dad's hand when he was born. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he had a lot of health issues growing up. He was super fragile. His health was just deteriorating. All right. So with him being so fragile, he ended up having a strong passion for literature and ended up pursuing his PhD in comparative literature at a school in France. What's my excuse? I don't know. <laughs> you don't eat people. <laughs> that's, that's your that's excuse. excuse. <laughs> Oops, did I give it away? Oops, mm. too bad. Okay, so there he meets this amazing full of life beauty called Renee Hartfelt. Okay, she is just so sweet and nice, and she is just right up his alley. Like, Sagawa had this huge obsession with blondes growing up. To the point to where he even talked about it with his, like, psychiatrist. (laughs) Sure, okay. With his psychiatrist that he's just having these, like, really dark fantasies about, like, these blonde chicks, and he just wants to eat her, and blah, blah, blah. That's normal. Yeah, but I guess yeah. he was just so scared of going back. He just never went back to his therapy session. Bitch, his psychiatrist was scared. <laughs> what do you mean? I uh, did she not follow up? Was like, she blonde? I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> no, this was back in Japan. So she wasn't blonde. I don't think she was blonde. Oh, okay. okay. He also told his brother, but the brother was kind of like, "Haha, that's so funny," and laughed it off. I mean, if you told me that, and I would not laugh it off. I know, but like. I know he should have done but something. Like but like what? I'm trying to there find. Like... I'm trying to find a way to where this makes sense, but it doesn't. No. Like he told so many people. Cannibalism never makes sense. No, it does not. But anyways, let's go back. Great. So from Japan, he goes to Paris, France, mm-hmm. blonde city, blonde capital. He's like living it up. 
Okay, he meets. It was. (laughs) It was in your story. (laughs) This is my story. (laughs) So one day, Sagawa asks Renee for help, and he invites her over his house to help him translate some poetry. Okay. Yeah. So she's super sweet. She sees this guy. He's only four foot nine. Okay, so he's like not intimidating. Not intimidating at all. Super short. And, like, to all the short kings out there, like, we love you, but... You are if seen. You are seen, but if you eat people, like... You are not seen. You are not seen. We hate you. <laughs> so, he's just a four foot nine, like, short fuck. <laughs> he's shorter than me, which is... I'm pretty short. You are short. So, yeah, not intimidating at all. And she's just super sweet. She sees this guy. He's foreign. He needs help. And she's like, yeah, definitely, like, I'll help you. So, she goes over his house. Okay, and then she's sitting at his, like, table, dinner table, I'm guessing, you know, just reading over the poem and stuff, and he shoots her in the back of the head with a rifle. Yeah, he faints after shooting her. I mean, as would I. Yeah, but turns out, though, this wasn't his first attempt. He actually had invited Renee before, but was just too chicken to do it. So he's been plotting away, and I guess just, like, getting the balls to do it which is like dude get the balls to do something else <laughs> don't kill you someone don't have the balls to do it killing is not for you obviously not he fainted <laughs> like he i i can't stand this guy she was only 25 oh. he was 32 at this time like oh. she was only 25 what an old short fuck yes disgusting okay yeah. so he wakes up from fainting or whatever he should have just stayed dead <laughs> He should have. He should have just died. Yeah. yeah. So he wakes up and immediately starts having sex with her corpse. Yeah. He woke up with a boner. Yes. He was ready. I guess that's normal. He, that's gross. It shouldn't be in this scenario. <laughs> no. I but. never want to wake up with a boner like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you will. So the good. Odds are, the odds are good. Don't worry then. Great. Okay. So he has sex with her corpse. And then tries to bite her, like bite into her, but the skin's too hard. Jeez, I wonder why. He should probably take some advice from our boy Fritz, because he was able to do it right through the throat. He should have learned the light love bite technique. Yeah, I guess Fritz probably also wasn't four nine. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're bringing it back. It's fine. Um. So he goes to the store and buys a butcher knife, so he can dice her up and heat her in smaller portions. Yeah, it's so bad. And he eats her in this span of two to three days. Yeah. Ugh. So eventually he's full, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's just full of it. I don't know what happened. It took two whole days. Yeah. But he cuts her up. So he's actually like cooking dishes. Like he's making like. Filet mignon. Yeah, with peas on the side. And like during this whole like eating progress, he's taking pictures. That's of what. It. That's. The smart thing to do when you murder someone. Yes. Document everything. Yes. And on Lazy's, like, thumbnail picture, it's like a picture of Isai Sagawa, like, just crouching down. Like, sure. It's so creepy, but that's not the creepy photo he showed. Oh. Yeah, it's really bad. Okay. Yeah. So, so he, like, freezes the parts he wants, and then the other parts of the body that he doesn't want, he just stores it into two suitcases. So I forgot to mention one thing, and it was basically the whole reason he was planning to eat her 
was because he believed since she was so full of life and he was just this fragile four foot nine guy, by eating her, he would be consuming all her energy. I'm yes. tired of astrology. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta stop. This is just too much, okay? So, yeah, he puts the body parts he doesn't want in two suitcases. And, of course, what do you do with two suitcases full of bodies? You dump them in a lake, right? Oh, uh, yes. I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. So, but he's struggling, okay? So he's in Paris looking for a lake. So he's in Paris looking for a lake Mm -hmm. and then finds one, okay? But little does he know that this lake has a lakeside restaurant. So this fragile four foot nine guy is struggling to throw two suitcases into this lake, okay? Mm -hmm. And the people at the restaurant are kind of like, what is this? What is this foreign Japanese guy doing with these two suitcases? Yeah. Okay? He gets so tired. He just can't do it anymore. He gets so tired, he takes a nap. Like <laughs> just on the side, like he just nap nap time. With the suitcases? Yeah, he just like knocks out, takes a nap. Okay? This guy's so bad at killing. He's the worst, okay? Cool. He wakes up and sees like this old man opening up his suitcase and this old man just starts screaming so Sagawa just like calmly you know gets up and walks away he just like yeah what the fuck leaves yeah (laughs) so everyone's calling the police at this point okay and you would think someone would just like walk away not to their house no he goes straight to his apartment (laughs) and the police meet him there sure so and he just automatically gives up. He's like, yeah, you know, I killed someone and I ate her. Yeah, my house is full of her body parts and blah, blah, blah. So they're like, yeah, no, you're getting booked. Okay. <laughs> As he should. Yeah, that's great. But he doesn't stand trial, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His parents are actually very rich. Like his like father is a wealthy businessman. So he was able to get a top lawyer. But... The judge didn't think he was, un- like, he was fit to stand trial. He thought he was legally insane. Which, yes, he is. But still, fuck that guy. But, like, he has a PhD mm. in comparative literature. He thought this out. There's some sanity. It's premeditated. It's all premeditated. He needs to be put in jail. But no, no trial, no jail time. He goes straight into, like, a psych ward, Okay. But this isn't the first time he's actually standing in trial for something crazy. So back in Japan, there was this German woman. Woman? Oh my gosh. (laughs) There was this German woman living on his block. And he became obsessed with wanting to bite her butt. Yeah. So. Was he the first man to eat ass? This is why um, <laughs> 2020 is happening. <laughs> it's because of yeah, it. This is, he started it. So he's obsessed with trying to bite her butt, sure. okay? He breaks into her house in a Frankenstein mask and with an umbrella. So imagine what this. What was the fucking umbrella for? Who knows? Okay. 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 But the woman wakes up because he's like creeping towards her, ready to bite 
her butt. Very Pink Panther. I mean, sure. <laughs> okay. Well, he might have been doing like the Frankenstein walk. Maybe that's why the math. Yeah. How terrified would you be? I would just be like, no. Bye. Yeah. I would run. Okay, yeah. This lady though, because he tries to run. Like as soon as she wakes up and she's like, what the hell? Like he tries to run and she fucking grabs him. And just, like, calls the police. and he's the size of a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, she's just like, no, you come here. Bad kid. Yeah, but he doesn't stand trial. Like, he just, like, you know, they're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I hate it here. So, uh, twice already, he's just like, go. So, he was in a psychiatric ward in France, okay. A mental hospital. I don't know if that's the same thing. Is it? Um, the psychiatric ward is normally a section in a hospital, and an asylum is its own freestanding building. It's its own entity. Mm. Whereas, like, a psych ward is normally a, like, section within an actual hospital. Okay, so he was in a mental hospital. (laughs) Don't ask why I know all that. Okay, so he was in something. (laughs) Great. No, he was in a mental hospital in France, okay? Okay. But during that time, a Japanese writer actually writes this whole segment on him, right? And then he releases this piece on him. You know, the they called him, I believe it was the France cannibal or the Paris cannibal at that time. Japan becomes obsessed with it. Like, he becomes a celebrity there. Like, a kind of like macabre-like celebrity status type of thing. Okay. And then France at that point's like, Yikes, yeah, we don't want anything to do with him, so deports him back to Japan. Cool. And in Japan, he's in a mental hospital, mm-hmm. okay? But eventually, Japan's mental hospital is like, wait a minute, what are you doing here? We don't have any evidence against you, so, you know, just go. <laughs> and he gets let off. Yes. Ugh. I know. Okay. So the murder of Renee Hartvell happened back on June 11th, 1981, okay, okay, in Paris, France. And then on August 12th, 1986, Sagawa is set free in Japan. So maybe only, like, what, five years of just being in a mental hospital, right? Oh, God. Okay. But during this time, though, there's this serial killer, in Kobe, Japan, who's abducting little girls. And they ask him for his opinion on it. And since then, he just becomes, like, this celebrity status, like, the celebrity guy who people just ask opinions from. And in Lazy's video, the 10 creepy photos with the backstories, it's actually a photo of him at a restaurant, okay? And he's eating a dish. And it's because he becomes a food critic, like, so for the Japanese magazine Spa, he has, like, his own section where he goes to restaurants and reviews her food. Can you believe that? One night food stand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we're a little bit better than him. <laughs> I mean, would you take advice from this guy? No. I don't think so. He's not my take, taste. I wouldn't also take mine. <laughs> yeah. So. Not my taste. Yeah. Yeah, he ends up writing, like, 18 books as well, just on himself. But not Ugh, just that, but shit. he writes a book on the whole cannibal experience about him eating this girl. And it becomes a seller. 
can you believe that? Like, he's trying not to fumble the bag here. Yeah. Because. He really is not fumbling that bag. Yeah, no. At this point, his dad had to give up his job. His mom tried to commit suicide because they're just like, holy shit, my son is a fucking cannibal. And he's just out here like, hey, you know. Capitalizing on Yeah. Profiting. Yeah, profiting off it. So that goes on for a while. But luckily now, the newer generation, though, they can't stand this guy. Good. So this guy is not doing any of that anymore. But he even started in porn. Ew. Yeah. No. Do you want to know what kind of porn? What? It was like sadist porn where like these big blonde women would like punch him and stuff. Yeah. He's disgusting. I wonder if they were like, revenge. No, there's actually a story of this girl who had to do like a porn scene with him. And then after they told the girl who he was, like right after she had to like did the whole scene with him and she just like broke. Like, I mean, I would too. She just had sex with a guy who killed a girl who was obsessed with blondes. Oh, God. That's horrible. Yeah, so I try to look up, like, any recent stuff on him, and it looks like in 2013 he actually had kidney failure. I don't know. Something's wrong with him. So uh, he's just not living great, and he's, his brother has to take care of him full-time. Mm. So he's just been, like, bedridden since. I mean, I'm not, you know, good. I'm not celebrating, but, but I'm, I'm celebrating. celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is the Japanese cannibal. He's actually called the cannibal that lives free. That's, yeah. Isai Sagawa. I know that was like all over the place, but there's just so much on this guy. Yeah. Like you can find a video of him on YouTube. I have the name right here. It's called Excuse Me for Living. You look it up on YouTube and it's just a documentary of him because he has like a documentary with Vice. Like, they just do a whole video on him, and he's, like, in a full suit with the glasses, like, legs crossed, just like, yeah, I'm Saisagawa, they know me for eating a girl. Imagine the girl's parents. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's just living a horrible, painful life. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Yeah, life took care of that one. Oh, my God. That is crazy. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot of um, lot. reading. Yeah, I know. It's hard because we don't know how to read. Yeah. That, well, great job. No, great job to you. Yours was like so well structured. Mine was like no dates all <laughs> over the place, having to read like between two documents. It's all right. It is what it is. Honestly, I think for um the first time of us ever actually having something written down to Doing talk it the about, day of. <laughs> I know, but, like, because normally when we record, it's very all over the place. We don't even have a game plan. Yeah. Like, we just press record and just start talking. So, I think considering this is the first time we've ever done anything a little bit more structured, I think we both did pretty good. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I mean, I would love to do this again. Me, too. It was very, very fun. Yeah, so if you guys want us to talk more about, maybe, cannibals, I guess, I'm just trying to figure out a way where we can involve true crime and, like, one night food stand. Yeah, that's true. Or just like we could just do special episodes. 
Yeah, so if you guys would like to hear more of that or more true crime stories, like hit us up. Yeah, let us know. You can send us a voice message on anchor.fm forward slash one night food stand. Or if you hate the sound of your voice as much as we hate ours, feel free to send us a direct message on Instagram at one night food stand. Yes, our YouTube is one night food stand probably. (laughs) When it goes up and our Patreon, if and when that goes up, will also be one night food stand. Yes, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you made it through this episode, congratulations, uh, excellent job, and uh, get some help. Seek therapy. Yeah, therapy is important. Therapy is important. Mental health is very important. Yes, but also, you know, if you guys have any other suggestions, mm-hmm. let us know. We don't want to hear your bad criticism. Please don't critique None us. of it. We're super sensitive. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, also, if you guys have any urges to try eating human flesh, don't. resist. <laughs> don't. Yeah, or do not tell us about it. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. We are so happy that we got to do a Halloween special with you guys. And I hope that next time you can come and join me with us. Bye. Bye.